everyone, my name is Lisa Welsh, and you're listening to Microgreens, for growers and consumers. And I'm going to take you on a journey today, not necessarily through microgreens, but through a new endeavor that I've embarked on, which is growing edible flowers. Ah, oh, here it is. The thing that most people think, if I just had edible flowers, I'd have it made in the shade. Or, wow, you can get a lot of money for your flowers, and blah, 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 blah. Edible flowers are probably not the answer to everything, but edible flowers are gorgeous, fun to grow, and really simple. And if you, depending on how you want to do them, a lot of growers, at least in this area that I've spoken with directly, um, don't necessarily grow edible flowers consistently to sell to, cons to uh, consumers. Why? Why, Lisa? They can make all that money. They can be rich. Man, here we go again with the pipe dream about being rich. No, you're not going to become like uber rich off of one small little thing where you don't have to do any work. Everybody who has money works for it. Like, look at Elon Musk. Man, dude works all the time. If you listen to an interview, he says he gets like four hours of sleep a day. That's it. So, um, most people that have, you know, so I'm just saying, not saying you couldn't become rich. What I am saying is you're going to have to work for it. It's not like a, you win a lottery ticket kind of thing. At least, not that I've ever seen. So, why do we think edible flowers are so popular? Because they're just pretty to have, and chefs now love to put them on everything. Who doesn't like to get a beautiful bouquet of flowers when they're blooming, and they look so pretty? Um, it, it's, common, it's common for people to just gravitate towards pretty things. Um, but since they can add that wonderful flavor to your meals, a lot of people like to try them. So, in the world of edible flowers, they can open up your taste buds. Just like herbs, there's a lot of brilliant and unique flavors to explore. Some edible flowers are tart, bitter, and spicy, and they're great to add on top of salads and savory dishes, like nasturtiums, your chives, your echinacea. Um, others have a sweetness that adds a punch to your dish, like rose, lavender, dandelion. Love some dandelion. Um, and growing your edible flowers doesn't necessarily differ much from growing your own herbs. Um, but most you're going to want to start off, well actually all, you'll want to start off um, with seed. Because honestly, if you buy them from a, a garden center, they've been sprayed with something. They've been sprayed with something. And not that you necessarily, well, I'm not eating anything with pesticide on it. That just sounds nasty. I mean, it just does. So I won't ever give anybody an edible flower, for example, unless I grew it myself. Or unless I knew who did grow it and I knew it came from a licensed and respected nursery. I'm just not going to do that. I don't want anybody eating pesticide talking about something I gave it to them. That sounds gross. Um, so you want to start out with, obviously, your sterile seed starting mix. That's where you typically want to start with most of your edible flowers. What I did with mine this year, however, was a little bit different. So I have a neighbor, bless her soul. She takes pity on me and all my conundrums because I like things to be a certain way. So I put way too much effort into like organizing and make sure and like this has to be here and it can't go there. And whereas my neighbor, she'll just walk around and she'll just throw some seeds somewhere and let that happen, whatever may happen. And so she advised me um, basically I should do that because my yard has become its own little forest based off of spent seeds from the microgreen business. So when we throw away trays or 
I put something away. Um, those seeds, they just get around somehow. I don't know how. And then I got eight foot yammers all over my yard. I got sunflowers everywhere. I mean, it just keeps happening. So I thought to myself, I would maybe listen this time. Just take some seeds and just, I took one, um, I have a large uh, raised bed that my husband got for me. Um, so I was like, I'm just going to fill this raised bed with edible flowers. And if anything grows, then I'll have them. And if nothing grows, then nobody knows what I did. Um, so that was my journey this year. And it's been a fun journey. I have grown some edible flowers. I didn't put them in probably soon enough um, as I would have liked to, to have them really going at this time, but they're still doing very well. Um, and so basically as they start to grow, the one thing you want to do is um, you want to snip all of them, but the strongest seedlings in each pot. So you don't want to just disturb the roots. You want to basically leave them and you want to cut them. And a lot of them will cut and come again, as we know. Um, and they, you just want to follow the, the peak time of freshness for them. Um, so basically when they are fully bloomed, but before they wilt. So you don't want them to be a, just brand new sprouted or but I guess bloomed. You want them to be having been bloomed for a little while and they're towards the end. Um, you want to clean them with scissors during the cool parts of the day such as early morning and evenings with microgreens the same. You want to cut them those specific times. Um, let's see. Oh, and then you want to base, place them in your fridge as where you, I usually put mine. But the other thing I do with mine is I water my flower bed in my garden quite a bit. I actually usually do it like three times a day. I know that sounds weird, but I live in Florida and it gets hot. So I don't, I bottom water during the middle of the day, but during the, the beginning and the end of the day, when it's darker out, I water very little at the night and much more in the morning. And I do that because at nighttime, you want your soil to kind of dry out. At least I do. Um, so that it's not all wet all night because if it's really, really got a lot of moisture at nighttime, I feel like other bugs and whatnot are drawn to it. So during the morning time, I get it, when I get it wet again, that way the soil's got quite a bit to drink from. It can kind of do what it needs to do throughout the day. It gets hot in Florida, like ridiculously hot in Florida, as you guys should know if you're from Florida. Um, and I just prefer for my plants to have the availability of the water. And then I do it again, usually around lunchtime, because by lunchtime, it looks like it needs a little more water. So lunchtime, however, I don't spray my hose or like whatever. I kind of like purposefully and like I go um and I put a little bit of water at the bottom of like all of my my beds and that way the water flows through and the plants can suck up any water that they need until they get to the end of the day and it seems to work out pretty good for me um let's see the other thing you can look out for is um blooming herbs because they're also edible right uh so sometimes you can find out how they were grown um, when you if you ask other growers you know if you like sometimes we'll purchase um, some kind of seed starts uh, not seed starts directly but like a few seed starts from like a co-op that we belong to so we all start a bunch of seeds and then we kind of all go in and we kind of trade out what we want like if I have a billion tomatoes and they have like a billion peppers well we'll swap and so that kind of works um, but if you're going to do something like that, you just want to talk to the grower that you're going to swap with or purchase from. Just to make sure that they 
haven't sprayed a lot or what they've put on um, what they put on anything just to make sure you know what you're eating um, always make sure that you eat flowers that are edible some flowers very much alike but they ain't mm -mm, only eat flowers that you've grown organically um, again most plants you purchase from retailers have been sprayed with pesticides in addition wash all the flowers before you consume any of them um, it's in it's important for most flowers only consume the petals if you don't think the flower is edible guess what skip it don't eat it one of my favorites flowers eat nasturtiums I love my nasturtiums um, and they're best best planted in the spring in warm soil because they require darkness in order to germinate um, so usually I start mine indoors the other thing I found out interestingly about uh, nasturtiums actually I did it by accident um, is sometimes I kind of like break them a little bit like I don't necessarily like rush them over with a rolling pin like I do my cilantro but I kind of break apart my seed a little bit so that they kind of have a little room to grow seems to help if I'm trying to get them to grow faster um, and as we know we grow nasturtiums for microgreens so we know that the leaves are edible and the flowers are edible um, let's see let's see let's see here um, a lot of people oh you know what else people will constantly say that nasturtium well I think it tastes like straight up pepper most people say it's somewhere between a watercress and a radish I don't really get that flavor I get straight up pepper but you know each their own roses are edible um, and all parts of roses are edible the leaves are good for making tea like black tea um, the rosebuds have um, <laughs> rose flavor I want to describe that um, let's see you can also add the other thing that people do with roses is they infuse it with honey um, and desserts usually again you want to um, just kind of remember that you want to just enjoy them and the cool thing about rose hips is they're full of antioxidants and more vitamin C than oranges so they actually are good for you too hey all we talk about is food that's good for you alright so then we got calendula I like calendulas why I don't know it's just kind of cool and they call it poor man's saffron so that kind of makes it kind of cool and their flavors range based off of I guess I would call it maybe like their colors but it's not probably really that simple but they range from spicy to bitter and tangy to peppery um, the flower is a skin healing powerhouse calendula's color can vary greatly in diverse ranges of yellows and orange and the petals add a yellow tint to your food and a saffron like flavor hence its name then we got a daylily daylilies um, it's kind of a prolific and ornamental bloomer daylilies come in numerous shades which makes them gorgeous a perennial plant in late spring or early fall they do well in zones three through nine uh, they require full sun they have a mild vegetable flavor similar to asparagus they remove oh remove the bitter white base of the bloom before you eat them uh, also be sure that you're eating daylilies 
because all the lilies can be toxic and make you quite sick. So day lilies. Okay, lavender, lavender. Okay, I'm sure you've heard of lavender, right? Like you put it on every lotion that goes on your skin. I mean, lavender's everywhere. Um, most people think that lavender is difficult to grow from seed, but not impossible. Um, it's best grown from cuttings or purchased from a garden center. But again, you can't really purchase it from a garden center. If you want to eat it, at least I wouldn't because I'm just not going to do that. You can do whatever you want, but you're going to want to know where it came from and what's been sprayed on it. Um, lavender loves cool winters and hot, dry summers. Most varieties are hardy. Um, they like well-drained soil and lots of sun. So like all herbs, lavender blooms are edible. Uh, they have distinctive floral taste with a hint of rosemary and mint. Um, and you want to use lavender very sparingly. It goes a long way. Um, yeah, I've smelled that before, so there are many things I can believe about that. Chives. Chives are the next one. An allium loom family would be, meaning they're from the onion family. Blossoms are edible. The flavor is typically milder than foliage, so chives taste like chives. Except for they're a little bit milder. Um, a lot of people make like uh, vinaigrette with them. Oh my goodness, I have to laugh. So my husband is in the shower. It happens to be our anniversary tonight. And he's getting ready, we're going to go to dinner. And I have been listening to music very loudly. And he decided to buy me, I think a few years ago, a speaker from our bathroom. So I can listen to my music and take a shower. But he must have flipped the light. And my phone is on and it's in here. Um... But my music's still playing. So he's in the shower. Bless his soul. Not yelling at me. <laughs> while he's listening to probably very loud music in his ear. While he's trying to take a shower and get ready for dinner. That's just funny. Not that you need to know all that. But now you do. Alright. Echinacea. What's echinacea? It's a medicinal herb. Pretty commonly known. Um, pretty much a remedy for a lot of colds. Um, they grow in it's drought tolerant. Doesn't mind being planted in poor soil. Loves the light, but can handle the shade. Um, let's see. Although most of the power is in the roots, as far as echinacea goes, um, the petals are edible and will add a colorful splash to your dish. Squash blossoms. Oh my god, I just had those. They're awesome. Okay. If you don't like squash, perhaps you'll just like the blossoms. I like squash. Well, I like zucchini. I got zucchini grown. I'm going to make some zucchini bread. I'm super excited about that. Um, but you can plant your squash in late spring and sow directly into warm soils. One neat trick for growing squash is to grow them in a hill. Plant three seeds per hill and thin them into two strong plants. Later, you'll make your tiny hill in a square pattern. The blooms of all type of squash are edible. But the most popular ones come from zucchini and crook neck squash. The blooms have a mild squash taste and can be eaten raw in salad or stuffed with ricotta, ricotta and batter fries. I have not tried that. That sounds delicious. Next, dandelion. You know the flower that you take and you rub on your hand and it's supposed to tell you something? I forgot what it's supposed to tell you, but basically it just turns your hand yellow. Oh, yes. Dandelion. You want to make sure that you control the dandelion when growing it. Plant your dandelion in a container um, and just harvest. I kind of harvest 
my dandelion a little bit differently than most. I have some grow uh, some consumers, consumers, customers that like dandelion. So I harvest as they grow just the leaves because the leaves are also fully edible and they actually taste like a arugula. So wild dandelion is pretty popular. Um, but you can also eat blooms. They taste, um, they have a honey-like flavor is what they usually said taste like. But if they get to be too mature, they tend to taste a little bit bitter. Um, some people like to fry their dandelion. I have yet to get to my sunflowers as far as cooking them and eating them. I plan to get there soon. This year is my goal. Um, then we got pansies, violas, and violets. Uh, these favorites are definitely a favorite. People like to add them to lollipops, ice cubes, cupcakes. They have a sweet grassy green flavor. I don't exactly think a grassy, a grassy green is a good flavor, but, you know, they're just gorgeous because violas come in so many colors. They're just gorgeous. You just plant them and bam. Um, they die back in the hot heat. So for Florida, mm, not something you want to plant near the summertime. You want to plant it in late winter for early spring and summer flowering or plant it in the fall for fall, fall, fall flowering. Um, they live partial to full sun. They're not necessarily known to do great in Florida if you live here, um, but you can do it. Or you can choose to do what a lot of people do, which is grow them indoors. Again, I was just trying something for this year, so I did not do that. Um, a lot of people like to do them for cakes and different things like that. You can grow edible flowers for a number of different reasons. My favorite is the the Thai pea, the double, whatever, double, I want to feel like it's double trouble, but it's totally not. It's the double Thai pea something or other. I can't think. That's the one I like. That one tastes fabulous. I love it. And it changes my drinks to make some pretty colors and all as well. So, oh, and what else do I like? Oh, hibiscus. Hibiscus is very popular. Um, oh, and um, what is it that everybody else? The orchids. Everybody loves the orchids. I laugh, though, because a lot of people will go out and they'll buy orchids, but they won't buy orchids that are organically grown. So then they're like, oh, can I eat my orchid? I'm like, well... Do you know where it's been? Um, and they'll be like, no. So that's what I recommend. Anyhow, I just got a text message. My husband's done with his shower. So that means I'm going out to dinner to celebrate being married for way longer than I ever thought possible. And that's really not that long. It's like eight years or seven. We don't remember. I mean, we do remember, but we have to add. Well, we don't feel like it right now. So you guys have a wonderful night. Stay out of trouble. Get into trouble. I don't care. Just don't call me for bail money. Or you can call. I might help. Probably not. Maybe. I don't know. But have fun, you guys. Grow some things. Grow some microgreens. Grow some edible flowers. Try something new. Heck, go out there and be like my neighbor. Just throw some seeds down and see what happens. And I will talk to you guys hopefully next week. Bye.